And away he, he goes. Yeah. It reminded me because I know um, we've probably all had these jobs at one time or another, but because I'm older, um, in the 80s, I think it was 87, 88, I worked as a security guard in East Boston at a um, an enterprise rental car holding lot. They would run them back and forth from the airport, and it sure. was right on the water, and it was a real seedy place, and it was a guard shack with a heater in it and a black and white TV. Uh, I mean, I was 17 going on 18 at the time. I had a gun pulled on me there. There was all sorts of uh, guys bringing lots of Coke and women back to weird Coke, warehouse areas. Yeah, the Cola Wars Got you were back going there. on. <laughs> Classic Coke. Yeah. All, <laughs> I had no business being there to the fact that one of the guys, this muscle head, told me, if anything ever happens, you don't have to do anything, just call this number. And I'm like, why am I a security guard then? Don't security guards do? No, they don't. They just, they, they, something's going on here. That's all, you know? That's it. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. it's like the ring doorbell. The ring doorbell doesn't do anything. They just tell you something going on there. Yeah. <laughs> but it was just a weird job to have as, as a teenager, you know? My brother got it for me. I don't think he was looking out for my welfare. I mean, he was doing nefarious things while he was working at Sicilian Auto Body, which was, uh, Part of how he got me the job. He was work. His girlfriend was working at Enterprise Renter Cars, which was at the head of the driveway. Sicilian Auto Body was next door, and he would come and pick up his girlfriend every day from work because he had just gotten back from camp and couldn't get a job. So he would pick her up every day, and the guy from Sicilian Auto Body said, "Hey, you want a job?" And Jeffrey's like, "Yeah, no one will hire me." <laughs> so he hired him to do, quote unquote, auto body work, which was uh, not auto body work had something to do with the cola wars. And then Jeffrey ended up getting me a job there as a security guard, just watching the lot at night. And I would work Friday and Saturday night from 12, from midnight until 7 a.m. or 8 a.m. And I would bring friends there and we'd drink. And I was good at staying up all night, but my friends thought it was, oh, this is going to be, I would just go there, we'll drink. Then you realize they can't stay up and they don't stay up. And it's like you drink for the first couple of hours and you can drive any car there. The keys are in all the cars. So I'd just go down and grab whatever car and I'd drive it back and forth all night, go sit in cars. And, you know, for a teenager, that was kind of fun. But of course, yeah. the rest of it that came with it, um, they had these runners from Ireland that were over there working for like X amount of months at a time. And they lived on a tugboat that was in the yard too, because this was all waterfront. It was like warehouse waterfront stuff. And, uh, but they were from Ireland. And at one point when I was working one Friday night and my friends were with me, they were having a big party on the tugboat and we ended up just walking, you know, the hundred yards down to the pier and went on the, on the tugboat and just partied with them too. Again, as teenagers just walking around. Killer. Wild. Wild. Any other crazy jobs? Oh, crazy jobs. My first job was at a bike shop. Ooh. So I worked at a bike shop for like three years. Greasing chains? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. I worked as a museum security guard for a while. Holy shit. Fucking weird. Yeah, that is some weird shit. I was right out of college, or in college, and then out of college. Museum security guards fascinate me. It's that's, oh, it's that's, a it's a, it was a strange. It was like it was either it was two kinds of people. It was like young little assholes like myself, or like just super old dudes who like needed to get out of the house because their wives pissed them off so much that like they needed to leave and just be catatonic and just for be, 10 yeah, hours. sit in the corner of a room for sit ten hours and just not be bothered by their wife. <laughs> So that was a real interesting crop of people, yeah. Let me ask you this. While you were working, was there ever a theft of Egyptian Nefertiti-style earrings? (laughs) 
Is there ever anything like that? A no, foot? but no, but a, a vase got mysteriously knocked over. Oh, <laughs> wait a minute! Shit. The face you're making. Oh, me and a, one of the dudes knocked it over. Oh, oh yeah. it wasn't like Eddie Murphy where you're like, oh, you you, you want me to break any more shit? No. Yeah, no. <laughs> <You> no. Know. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Was it was it Ming Dynasty? What was it? <laughs> you guys were playing full contact grab ass and somebody backed into it? <laughs> no, the, the, the dude who was like the second in command, he was my age. He was a young kid, but he was had a good head, you know, sharp head on his shoulders. And like, Did he? Well, that's the thing. Yeah. He was also obsessed with wrestling. It was weird. It was kind of a weirdo. I used to go to Major McLeish's all the time, and way wrestle. back in the day. And oh wrestle. man, yeah. Was was it home? Was it covered home? in honey? And uh, then like, no, he had this idea one day. He's like, "Oh, I'm gonna knock that vase over." What? And I was like, "Why? Wow, like, how come?" Is... He's like, "I don't know. I just want to." It was like Fight Club days. So he was like, "I just want to break something beautiful." <laughs> you know oh I mean? man, Yikes. it was literally that. And wow. I was like, "All right, man. Like, whatever." Uh, I'll cover you, I guess. Yeah, you know Ugh. that's gonna yeah. be uh, that. That took a really lame turn, actually. Oh yeah, no, he was a he was a dirtbag. He also had like codes for like milfs and stuff. He'd be like on the oh, walkie-talkie. Like, we are devolving. We, oh yeah, it was bad. Dude. The job was fucked up. Yeah, that is a fucked up job. I mean, I'm like after that job is when I like begged my dad. I was like, "Are you just starting a new company? If there's anything I can do, like please <laughs> let me. I need to get the fuck out of this place." Yeah, and I held back on mine, so that's that's pretty good. You let it. You that that's a keeper. I'm keeping it in. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> as long as no one from the fucking museum listens to this, and you didn't do anything, you covered. Well, yeah. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> I enabled. Yeah, you didn't knock over the home goods vase. Yeah, it was 20 years on. ago, too. I don't think wow. it broke. It was a day just like this. I can't really remember, but yeah, maybe that dude's listening to this, and now he's going to find me. We do me. have a far reach. Yeah, yeah. it's definitely not. Yeah. All right, well. You never know what could go by, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could give, give that a think. If we go viral because of this, I'll support your family while you're away at camp. <laughs> My, my, one of my jobs, I, I started get working like when I was 13, like after school, but one of my first jobs, like high school to leaving high school was I, I worked over at Logan airport, yeah, fueling, yeah. fueling jets. And, uh, I probably told you guys the story, but just for the sake of, you know, no, I never heard the listeners. story. I, knew, I didn't know you even know you fueled jets anyway. It's a, you, you could just walk in off the street and just start fueling jets. You know what I mean? And, uh, my, my, I, re- I remember this from the Home for the Holidays okay. uh, podcast, by the way. Phil took a disco biscuit to the head, but I can't wait to hear this now. Well, basically, uh, you know, when you fuel, you don't have like a, you fuel all the different, you know, big, um, I used to do like on the weekends, I would do the 747s, but during my, um, like Tuesday to Thursday, I did, the, there was a continental connection it was called. And it was just every hour on the hour, a 727 would leave Logan and go to New York yeah. and then come back. Same plane, same plane, same plane, yeah. every hour on the hour. So every hour on the hour, I'd come up with my big fuel truck, a 10,000 gallon tanker, hook it up to the wing. You look and you see what, you know, there's like little dials and it'll tell you how full or how empty the tanks are. And the pilot tells you what he wants for, you know, liquid weight or whatever. Anyway, so this this was the last time that I fueled jets. Was I was uh, <laughs> I had my my nozzle hooked up, and it's heavy as shit. It's like forty five pounds. You got to pick it up over your head, and you got to lock it onto the wing. And then there's like a locking sort of swing arm thing. And I remember I was uh, pulling it off of the wing. And what you do is when you pull it off, you have to kind of hold it, and then 
pull the reel at the same time, which is like a sort of like a, uh, it's a mechanical reel, like an electric, a big, yeah, huge electric yeah, reel. Like the oil trucks have. Like the oil trucks have. And you pull the, you pull the hose in and as I'm holding it, as I'm holding the nozzle up and reeling the hose in, I lose the grip on it. And in slow motion, I watch the nozzle come down and nick the Zerk fitting or the air fitting yeah. off of the, uh, brake air tank. And if you know how air brake works. When the air goes out, the brakes are locked. So, like I said, I watched it and I'm like, no. (laughs) Nozzle, it it nicks the thing off. Air is billowing out out of the thing. And I don't have enough time to jump in the truck pull the brake and just get it away from the wing. Yeah. Again, this is a every hour on the hour. So of course I have to like hat in hand. I got a call. I get the radio and I call into base. And I'm like, look, this is what happened. I need somebody to come out here right now. And nobody said anything. Um, but then one of those big, huge, like plane pushers comes out, they hook it up to my truck and they literally just like wheels screeching, br- like, brute force tug it away from the plane itself. Um, and they have to do this gingerly because the, 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 there's still fuel in it, in the truck. So it'll oh, oh, flip tr- over. The truck breaks. Yeah. So it, it'll, the, the truck will flip over if they don't do it correctly, but they need to get it out of there because if they miss their window, yeah. it's massive fines, huge fines. So anyway, long story short, like I go into the office and I have like a little locker and my little, you know, shower area, whatever. And they, um, mind you, I'm 17. I still haven't graduated high school. And the guy just absolutely tears me a new fucking asshole in front of the rest of like the crew. Like to put it into perspective, there were like 24 fuelers and I was fueler 12. And he just like leans into me, take the weekend off. I go back on the Monday and I'd been reassigned to ground equipment, which is basically like, you have to go around and fill all the little diesel tugs and the little trucks and all this shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a what a horrific the job that was. The luggage draggers. The luggage truck. Yeah, the luggage trains. How much longer were you there for after that? Uh, maybe a month. Yeah, right. Maybe a month. I was like, all right, I'm done. The writing was on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I thought you meant the brakes on the plane at first. No, no, I don't no, know no, why no. I God thought forbid, that. No. I mean, but that job sucked anyway. I remember we, it was like, we had like some crazy ass snowstorm and I'm soaked. Oh, that just sounds like hell. That job. I got fuel yeah. all over me. I, you have to actually walk up the jetway to hand the ticket to the pilot. And this guy in a Hawaiian shirt, he's like, wow, it looks like you're having a bad day. And I'm like, yeah, you fucking think. <laughs> he's like in a Hawaiian getting ready to go somewhere awesome. And I'm like, my, you know, my boots are saturated with diesel fuel, you know? Yeah. It was a... It did not. It did not. It did not bode well yeah. that day for the rest of. Your oh God! I still there. to this day watch that heavy ass nozzle swing down and just nick that fucking just. You can see it sharp. An oh, eighth of an inch higher or lower, and yeah. I would probably be in a different situation. But. The, the visual, the visual of that slow motion, non undo. I mean, we all have that non undoing moment. Oh, good lord! Yeah, yeah for real. Yeah, yeah. Well. On that, this has been a been a successful uh, return from a short sojourn, and uh, we'll get back at you back uh, in the saddle on the other side. But uh, we'll talk to you next time. Tally ho, dipshits! Yep. One, two, three, four, five, six.